Greetings, listeners, and welcome to the Afterthought section of Well, That Talked Me Up with your hosts, Luke Coulson and Kyle Wise. Oh, hi, Kyle Wise. Hello, Luke Coulson. How are you? Good. I just found out what a sex pest is. Oh, you can't say that on the... What is it? What is a sex pest? <laughs> you can't say that on the podcast. Anyway, listeners, if you're listening and you know, just let us know. Write in. Uh, we give you the email address, but we still haven't learned it off my heart. So, uh, This is the afterthought section of our wonderful podcast. Uh, well, that fucks me up. Thank you for joining us, as always. We um, have just listened to quite a wonderful episode. Andrew... Um, Douglas's episode and Kyle there were some similarities in your yeah. story and, and Andrew's story certainly with PTSD and certainly through working the first responders yeah you know they don't it's it's funny because like you you develop like this really dark sense of humor mm. to like uh Otherwise, it would kind of explode. And I, I definitely have had things that I've seen where it just sticks with you. Yeah. And no matter how hard you try and get it out of your mind, it doesn't. And but do you, you know, think, did you, I felt for it. did you have, because I feel like a lot of your traumas and PTSD is related to stuff that happened to you when you were a kid, but do you think you have traumas from the stuff you saw when you were doing that job, or do you think it affects people differently? And do you think it depends on the sort of things you've been, you went through during doing that job? I'm sure I have stuff. Mm. Pretty sure you told job. me, a, I mean, you told me a couple of stories of stuff that had happened on, in the ambulance. I'm like, that is, I even said it on the episode, so that's the fucking ho- most horrible thing I've ever heard. Or like, or like, how how do you deal with that? Or like, how how do you go to sleep at night and wake up in the morning and feel okay? You know, and I do think it takes a certain yeah. type of person, but I do think none of us are um, immune to the trauma that that causes. Yeah, and then I think you know it's it's also in that atmosphere too. It sounds like he had a, he was in it with a greater crew. Yeah, um, but there's also kind of like a macho bravado sort of thing where it's like heavy drinking, heavy like partying, heavy fucking, heavy like you know um, because you're just kind of like doing anything not to feel that that sort of that makes really uh, good sense that makes really good sense and I wonder how many people who are out there that are going through all kinds of hell because of some of this it isn't dissimilar and forgive us if I got this completely wrong, but it isn't dissimilar to someone being in a war or a vet, a vet coming back from, you know, you you see things that you, normal humans in normal everyday life do not see. And we're not yeah. cut out for that sort of shit. And I do understand where you're coming from about it's a, you cut, it's a, it's a cover up, like block it out of your mind or deal with it or your colleagues are saying deal with it or this is the job or this is what we do, man. But really, yeah, human nature, that stuff gets absorbed. And that stuff is traumatizing. Yeah. Well, here's, here's a, so I was in Ventura County when I was working. And my, like two bosses above me 
was the only paramedic in all of Ventura County to do, um, to bring someone back from, uh, a traumatic, uh, I can't think of the word. I'm so tired. Uh, basically the person's heart stopped from a traumatic injury rather than a medical injury. Right. And my boss was the only, and he was like the most chill dude. So if you think about how many like traffic collisions or whatever, in just all of Ventura County. Yeah. And he was the only person to ever bring someone back from their heart stopping. That's horrendous. Yeah. I mean, cause you're like, yeah. You know. I mean, I said, also, that, I said that to him. It's like, that would be the one thing for me. It's like the horror of car crashes and, and road traffic accidents. Like someone's got to show yeah. up to those things first, you know? A hundred percent. I mean, also, you'd be surprised how many paramedics are having sex with nurses in linen closets. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, laughing aside, I knew you'd bring some humor to this. Uh, laughing aside, Andrew was so traumatized, he was seconds away from killing himself. We've been there, you and I. Yeah, I know. Quite it's forlorn. Like a few times. It's quite forlorn, isn't it? I mean, the fact that his wife yeah. found him, and he's like, yeah, I, I wouldn't. That It's just timing, I wouldn't be here. And now... And now you see how he's alive again. And I think that's yeah, a really good message. I heard that. There's a good message to our listeners, especially those who are going through that kind of depression and that kind of, those suicidal thoughts, man. You know, like it all comes from a place of I'm a burden. There's no place for me here. I'm a pain. I'm in pain. And I, and I don't know what, I don't want to put my pain onto other people and I don't want to feel this way anymore. You know, you kind of think about it. It's like, if he had done that, hmm. he wouldn't be living in Costa Rica. He wouldn't yeah. have started the app. He wouldn't yeah. have like, yeah. yeah but also, like now, like, he wanna... think, now he realizes that, like, what you know, at, at, and we spoke about it quite heavily actually, which is kind of cool. But when you're in it, it's not you're not thinking of the consequences to your family. You're not even thinking about the consequences to your kids. Like, what the fuck yeah. is that going to do to your children? And he can say now, in hindsight, I can't imagine what I would have put my children through. Like, that's literally the worst thing a child can go through. Like, losing a parent is one thing, but lo- losing a parent to suicide, I, you, I can't even, I don't even know where that ranks on the scale of, like, fuckery to a child's head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I think there's all these things to, cons- you know- to consider... Terrifying. Actually, it's funny that you're saying because I, I was just thinking back because I, when I was in that job, I was I went through like a really rough patch, and I had a, a supervisor. Her name was Nicole. Shout out to Nicole. Mm-hmm. But we kind of had like a peer thing with her, and I she said, you know, when I was like, you know, I'm really low. She's like, well, you survived your worst days so far. Oh yeah. That's cool. And I just remember it just took me right out of that where I'm like, that's cool. That's a nice line. I like that. Yeah. You're so wise, Kyle. That should be your second name. Oh, it is. It is your second (laughs) name. (laughs) 
Um, well, it's lovely to see you as always. Uh, it was a great episode. Okay. If, if you just listened to Kyle and I wittering on about an episode about some dude called Andrew Douglas, that's because you didn't listen to the episode beforehand. You wouldn't have known what we're talking about. So please go back. Make sure you listen to the episode. We do a little thing called the Afterthoughts section at the end of um, each of the episodes that we record with our guests. And it's a nice way for us to like wrap up the week. And it's a nice way for Kyle yeah. and I to see each other, isn't it, Kyle? Yeah. I mean, usually you're only like five minutes away from me. I know. This time I'm in New York. You're in LA. I'm in New York. I'm on I'm on business. I sound very important. But it, it didn't sound very important on the way out because I got booked into basic economy where with a seat that I couldn't change. And I was stuck in between two giant <laughs> humans. And I'm six foot four. And I couldn't fit into the seat. And neither of them had the courtesy to not sit with their legs wide apart leaving me no space for my long legs to fit in the chair and neither armrests for the entire five and a half hour flight it wasn't I would have lost my mind. it wasn't nice and it was a full flight you know it's one of those flights where it was so full they told some people they couldn't get on the flight does anyone know why airlines book so many pe- people on a plane that there's more people than there are seats anyone have any idea why that happens Cancellations. So they hedged their bets from cancellations. It's unbelievable, dude. Don't get me started. You see, if we'd have killed ourselves, we wouldn't be able to complain about flying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, all our listeners, we love you. Kyle, I love you. And this is... um, I love you too, man. This is us. Thanks, bro. See you on the next one.